Hi, it's Pete Norsed, and welcome to round three of the Trade on Sports and Focus on Football uh, betting podcast. As usual, I'm joined by Jimmy Kempton. How are you doing, Jimmy? Yeah, all good, thanks, Pete. And fresh off a 3-0 week last week. I've worked even harder this week on the stats, so uh, let's keep this run going, mate. Yeah, I had, a, I had a bit of a bad run. I had over two and a quarter goals in the Man United-Wolves game. Well, the penalty miss, well, obviously. I think you can consider yourself a little bit unlucky with them, mate. Yeah, then we had Palace, Palace against uh, Sheffield United. Stats were strong for Palace, but Sheffield United eked out a 1-0. In fact, Palace looked a bit poor, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Uh, and we'll come on to Palace yeah. later. But uh, I think from a Sheffield United perspective, they're the games that they need to win. But I think we saw that that's the way they're going to have to win the games. And I'm a bit concerned about Sheffield United moving forward. If they ever have to find a way to score two goals, Pete, because I'm, I'm not sure it's going to happen. No, no. Right, let's start then. Friday night, uh, Aston Villa, Bank Holiday weekend as well. Aston Villa against Everton. Aston Villa have won one, uh, Everton have won one. Uh, promoted sides at home to top half sides uh, in the first uh, 12 games of the season at home. Uh, one nine, uh, drawn 12, lost 19. Everton away at promoted sides, draw bias here. They've won three, drawn five, lost two. Everton are coming off a, a 1 0 victory at home to Watford. Villa um, coming off a, a 2 1 defeat at home to Bournemouth. Um, Villa, they've also lost their first two. I don't see any value um, in in this line at the moment. Uh, Aston Villa plus a quarter. I'm going to leave this bet alone, in truth. Draw looks interesting, though. It does, yeah. And from what I've read, the first couple of games, Villa played some excellent football. I mean, I saw a bit of their game at Tottenham. Um, and then last week, I heard that they played some lovely stuff at home to Bournemouth. They were two goals down, though, very early. So are they susceptible at the back? And... Um, I'm going to look at the goal line here, Pete. Now, look, at the back end of last season, there were lots of games where Everton were involved in where the goal lines are priced at two and a quarter. And suddenly I see the goal line for this game priced at two and three quarters. So I probably make this goal line a full half a goal lower. Everton look really formidable at the back. They've, they've yet to concede a goal this season. There's some real interesting articles around how they're doing that. I'm actually going to include one of those in my uh, Focused on Football review for this game. I think there's there's a good chance here that Everton keeps another clean sheet. So I'm going to take a little bit of the under two and three quarters because if there's going to need to be four goals for you to completely lose your bet here, I don't see it. So I'm going to take a little bit of the unders, mate. Yeah, it's it's. It, I'm not sure. I'm not sure on this Friday. It doesn't sound as though it's going to be you know a great game really. Start well, the weekend. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll just see how, because I think Everton are going to be more of a high-press team and maybe their games aren't going to be as exciting to watch. They put the high press on. Uh, they look to turn the ball over quite quickly. Um, yeah, I think I think Aston Villa are up against it here, mate. Next uh, up, we've got uh, Norwich against Chelsea. Chelsea won uh, uh, this Corresponding fixture a few seasons ago. Promoted sides at home to top six sides in their first six home games. There's been 28 matches with a home side of just won three. There's been seven draws and the away team have won 18. Chelsea away at promoted, good. Won seven, drawn one, lost two. Coming off a, a one-all draw at home to Leicester. Norwich, a good 3-1 victory at home to Newcastle. And also they played relatively well uh, away at Liverpool. 
However, the stats are very much with Chelsea here. I, I, I think Chelsea are a good bet here, minus half a goal at 1.83. Yeah, the line's bouncing around between minus half and minus three quarters. Again, though, folks, I'm going to go to this goal line. And Norwich, last week, um, they cashed an over two and a half goals. We loved it. It was 1-0 after 62 minutes. So it was looking a little bit in doubt. But then the game sprung to life. And the way I'm looking at this, Pete, is that Norwich, you have to want to keep a clean sheet. And if you want to keep a clean sheet, these newly promoted teams have to sort of back on their principles a little. But nothing we've seen from this Norwich team so far makes me think they are going to go back on their principles. They got promoted by being a very attacking team that went forward, scored goals, Yes, they left themselves open and they took chances, but they're not going to change that. These sorts of games against the big teams, almost a free hit for them because they know if they win the game, such as last week against Newcastle, they'll be all right. So even with the goal line set at three, I think I'm going to take the over. I see a push being your worst case scenario. Interesting in the Chelsea lineup, if they select Tammy Abraham to start, I think his pace is going to cause them some problems. Be a little less excited if Giroud started for Chelsea because he's a less of a threat on the break. But yeah, goals, 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 Pete. Give me the over. Next up, uh, Brighton against Southampton. Reese Ned's heads. Brighton haven't won any. There's been one draw. Southampton have won one. A home to bottom six sides. Southampton's record is, sorry, Brighton's record is not brilliant, really. They've won one, drawn three, lost six. I was quite surprised with that. These are bottom, when I say bottom six sides, these are bottom six finishing sides. I'm quoting finishing sides all through this podcast until we get into the season. Um, yeah, like one three six. I, I'm really surprised at that. But they start the season well. They're coming off a one all home draw at home to West Ham. Obviously, they beat what the first game. Southampton away at bottom six sides again, fairly poor. One two drawn three lost five. Crawford two one defeats uh, at home to Liverpool. They start the season with two defeats. Bottom six against bottom six, first six home games for the bottom six side. Uh, 122, drawn 16, uh, lost 11. My ratings are suggesting some slight value back in Brighton, minus a quarter. But again, this is a game that I'm going to leave alone. This is a very interesting game for me, Pete. And, and maybe because historically over the last few years, how many times have we gone on about Southampton being overvalued? Yeah, quite a few. Yeah, we've gone on about how are the bookmakers still promising Southampton up off scratch lines away to the likes of Burnley, Newcastle, everywhere they go, they've been priced at scratch. And we've said this team doesn't deserve any respect. Now, finally, they've been Brighton are priced up at minus a quarter. So finally, the bookmakers have caught up with them. So maybe, given those stats you've said, there's just a bit of value here with Southampton. But I don't know what either of these two sides are going to be because Brighton have picked up four points. So you could say, yeah, they made a really good start the season. But no, I'm, I'm not buying that start. So I think I'm going to leave this alone because you know full well, whatever happens, Southampton aren't going to go all season without getting any points. So yeah, a leave alone for me, mate. Next up, uh, Manchester United against uh, previously mentioned Crystal Palace. Head-to-head, United have been dominant. They've won four, there's been one draw. Palace have won naught. Palace haven't even scored in these five, last five games at Old Trafford. United uh, at home to mid-table sides. 1-7, drawn three, lost naught. 
However, they've only won one of these by two or more goals and they're coming off a one-all draw away at Wolves. Palace away at top six. One, two, drawn, one, lost seven. They lost four of these by two or more, coming off that one-nil defeat away at Sheffield United. Interestingly, when you look at the uh, first 12 games of the season where the uh, uh, top six side has been at home against a mid-table side, 78 matches of which... Uh, 56 have been won by the home side. There's been 14 draws, eight away wins. Only 33 of these 78 have been won by two or more goals. So only 44% have been won by two or more goals. I think Palace, I think Palace could be worthy of uh, plus one and a quarter goals here. The only thing that is obviously debatable though is is if um, you know if Manchester if, if Manchester United win by a goal, you're only winning half a point. So yeah, I, I think Palace are the value here. Yeah, yeah, there probably are people I won't be backing it. I mean, looking at those raw stats, they haven't scored in any of the last six trips to Old Trafford since September 2013. They haven't scored yet this season, including a game against Sheffield United. Um, you know, I, I can't back a team even plus one and a quarter goals in, in that situation with that historical record and the recent trend. So I lean to United, but it's with no real conviction, mate. Sheffield United, Leicester next. Um, promoted sides at home to mid-table sides. Um, first six games again of the last five seasons. One thirteen drawn, eight lost, fifteen. Leicester away at promoted one four drawn, three lost. Three. They're coming off a, a good one old draw away at Chelsea. In fact, that was one of your selections last week. And uh, Palace and uh, Sheffield United beating Crystal Palace. I think United, Sheffield United, start the season well, but I don't see any value in this line. I think it's it's priced up about right. I actually think Leicester are a good price here, Pete. On the outright, five to four. I've got to be careful about going against Sheffield United too many times, but I was really impressed with what Leicester did last week. I thought they were amazing in the final 20 minutes. And... Uh, yeah, I'm going to take Leicester on the outright, Pete. I think you can get them at five to four. I'm not even going to bother with the minus a quarter. I'm going to take them outright, mate. Watford, West Ham next. Um, Watford are one two. There's been one draw. West Ham are one one. At home to mid table sides, Watford's record's mixed. One four drawn, two lost, four. They're coming off a, a one nil defeat away at Everton. They lost their, both their opening games without scoring. West Ham away at mid table sides, one four drawn, three lost, three. Got off a one old draw. Away at Brighton, uh, last last few seasons mid table against mid table. At this time of the season, there's been 88 matches, 35 times the home side are won, 26 the away side, 27 draws. I think there's some slight value uh, back in West Ham here on the on the plus a quarter handicap. But again, I, I, I'm not getting involved with this one. This game's been bouncing around as as many have between uh, a half and a quarter. I think from what we've seen for both sides this season, backing either team here is a risk because we're not really sure what we're going to get from either of them. I mean, if that line trends back towards plus a half for West Ham, I think you've got a half a goal there to play with. They won on this ground 4-1 last season, so they should travel here in, with good confidence that they can at least avoid defeat. A little bit concerned about Watford. You know, they lost that game 1-0 last week. I voiced my concerns about some of the comments that Grazio had made about, you know, certain things he implied about the mindset of potentially some of the Watford players. 
interesting. Yeah, it's probably West Ham or pass for me, Pete, but 99% it's going to be a pass. Liverpool versus Arsenal next match of the week. Um, Liverpool are 1-3. There's been two draws. Uh, Arsenal have, have not won. At home to top six sides, Liverpool's record's good. They've won six, drawn four, uh, lost naught, and they've won four of these six by two or more goals. Uh, they're coming off a 2-1 victory away at Southampton. Arsenal away at top six, poor record really. They've won naught, drawn three, lost seven, coming off a 2-1 victory at home to Burnley. They've won their opening two matches. Top six against top six this time of year. 19 home wins, 14 away wins, 18 draws. Only 14 have been won by two or more goals. My ratings, though, are suggesting that despite these stats of top six again, there's value for Liverpool. Again, I'm going to leave this, this game alone. But I sort of have a sneaking suspicion Arsenal might do this on the handicap. Well, I'll be honest with you, Pete. And you know I'm always, always more pessimistic about Arsenal than most. If they'd have kept a clean sheet last week against Burnley, I would have been all over Arsenal here, plus one and a half. But if you can't keep a clean sheet on home soil to Burnley when you're in control of the game, then how can I possibly trust you away at Anfield to concede any less than twice and maybe more? I mean, this will be a really great game to watch. I think it'll be really open. Um, and sadly, because of the way they conceded last week to Burnley, it's going to be home side or pass. For yeah, I, I think the you know I think I still think I think the value is with Liverpool. Really, I mean, last three or last three matches at Anfield, five one four nil three one. I think that sums it all up, really, doesn't it? It does, but I have to say, I just get a sense that we're just beginning to see something different from Arsenal. And I think, obviously, having a little bit more creativity going forward will help them because it won't be a constant onslaught and teams will be a little bit more fearful of them. But if you can't, like I keep saying, I keep going back to the fact, if you can't keep a clean sheet at home to Burnley, and to be honest, at times later on, they were hanging on a little bit. How are you going to withstand the onslaught you're going to get at Anfield? I think over three and a quarters looks decent because I do think Arsenal will probably score. But yeah, it's home side or pass for me in the match market. Right, I'm just going to do a, 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 a. I'm going to be calculating as as I'm speaking here. In fact, well, I'll, I'll do the calculation now, so it's so that I'm not embarrassing myself. Just wait one second. Yeah, here we go. Bournemouth against Man City. I was a bit surprised by the the line here. You know, two goals. Manchester City though have won the last four uh, visits to Bournemouth. Bournemouth at home to top six sides. Won three. Not bad. Draw not. Lost seven. Uh, they've lost um, three of these seven by three or more. They're coming off a 2-1 victory away at uh, Aston Villa. City away at mid-table sides, 1-7, drawn one, lost two. Coming off that controversial 2 old draw at home to Spurs. Mid-table sides at home to top six this time of season. 1-11, uh, there's been 18 draws and the away side of 139. With City only winning... Um, two of their seven away to mid-table size by three or more. And when we look at the bigger stats, mid-table size, first team, top six size, only 13 of 68 matches, less than 20% have been uh, by three or more goals. I think, you, I think you've got to. I, I don't see any value in the line according to my ratings, but Bournemouth look good plus two goals here, I would say. If you are analysing stats across the board, then yes, I think you're quite right. The value is all with Bournemouth here, but Man City have won all eight Premier League meetings at the sides. 
They've won them by a combined scoreline of 25 to 3. Six of those victories have come by two or more goals. And the only thing you can hang your hat on if you want to back Bournemouth here is that the last two trips to this ground have seen City win by only one goal. I mean, siding with the Premier League team minus two over time is the you know it's the way to begging outside of McDonald's, isn't it? It's a poor strategy to take. Historically, it's a game that City win, but the margin of victory on this ground seems to be regressing over time. Yeah, it's it's a no bet for me, Pete. I mean, if you're looking historically, it's Man City or Pass, but if you're looking trend wise, it's Bournemouth or Pass. So yeah. It's going to be a complete pass for me. Here's another of those interesting games, you know, where the the, the stats are strong. Uh, I'm going Spurs. I don't know what you've got. I'm going Spurs Newcastle here, just in case you've got the Wolves game next, Jimmy. Just just to let you know. Um, we don't, yeah. want to, don't want to repeat the other week. No, no, no. Spurs Newcastle. Recent head to head Spurs won two, Newcastle won two. Spurs at home to mid table sides, one seven draw, one lost two. They're coming off that, that good two old draw. Uh, victory away at Man City. Newcastle away at top six sides. Well, it's atrocious. One naught draw, not lost ten. Coming off a three-one defeat away at Norwich. Spurs have won three of their seven by uh, two or more, uh, and only one by three or more. Newcastle have lost four of their ten defeats by two or more, and only one by three. Looking at when uh, mid uh, top six host mid-table sides in seventy-eight games. Top six side of us won 56. Uh, the uh, uh, mid-table side of 1-8. There's been 14 draws. 33 have been won by two and only 14, 20% by three or more. This is, my rating suggesting there's value with Newcastle. I know they've started the season poorly. I know they got they got walloped at Norwich last week. But I, I think Newcastle look a decent bet here, plus one and three quarter goals. That's my bet of the week. Hmm, interesting, Peter. Yeah, I mean, this this is one of those things where you're looking at stats and trends over time, and this is a this is a point in time. And this Newcastle team, you know, those stats, a lot of which are compiled with Rafa Benitez in charge, yeah, with certain players in the black and white striped shirt. I'm not quite sure where Newcastle are going. I mean. There's already talk of Steve Bruce being under pressure. This is a game that, and the line opened at minus one and a half, and I wish I'd got some because it's now obviously, like you say, minus one and three quarters. I mean, I'm all over Tottenham to win this game. I was all over them minus one and a half. The fact the line is now minus one and three quarters probably tempers my enthusiasm a little, but I, I don't see where the light at the end of the tunnel is for Newcastle. And, I'm not quite sure how they're going to create any chances against Tottenham. And we saw in the last half hour against Villa how Tottenham can pile the pressure on late. Um, Yeah, I mean, Benitez papered over some huge cracks of that organisation and that was all due to his coaching brilliance. I fear for Newcastle now, Pete. Definitely Tottenham or pass for me, mate. So I'll go against you there. Yeah, there's a, that, it's interesting why you say, like I say, and, and listeners, it, it, it's worth listening that. Time and a point in time. And I think, I think you know, it's very easy to get carried away with these stats or whatever. My rating still suggests value, but as you say, there's a time and there's a point in time. And, and I think... Just imagine if uh, I took over from Pep Guardiola. Yes. 
would <laughs> those yeah. stats would still be correct. Those trends would yeah. still be correct, but yeah. it would be an, it'd be an idiot in charge. Yes. So, Right, Wolves versus Burnley. Last up, uh, Wolves won this fixture 1-0 last year. At home to bottom half sides, their record reads 1-5, drawn 2, lost 3. Can offer a 1-0 draw at home to Man United. They played pretty well, I thought. Burnley away at top half sides, 1-0, drawn 3, lost 7. Coming off a, a reasonable 1-2 defeat away at Arsenal. My ratings here are suggesting value with Burnley. I'll put that thing. But when we look at top half against bottom half finish sides, First six games at home for the top half side of the season, last five seasons, 111 wins, 160 games, 111 the home side, 30 the draw, 19 the away side, 71 of these matches by two or more. But this this line is now minus a half. I think that's, I'm going to go up against my ratings here. I think Wolves are a bloody good bet there. That's, that's staggering. That's a staggering um percentage people. Yeah, it? it's unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, I'm doing a bit of digging because this game sort of rung a bell with me. And I remember this game last season and I was really keen on Burnley plus three quarters. Mm, yeah, I remember, yeah. Now, they, I think they lost They lost it quite late on, I think. I think they lost 1-0. Uh, and maybe we found out what the... Thursday night Europa League sort of taxes on a team because the way they've started the season, I would probably think you know, Wolves have you know, with that performance on Monday night against Man United, they've got some credit in the bank from it. They drew away at Leicester, another good result, but they travelled to Turin on Thursday night to play Torino. Yes. So maybe that line would have been minus three quarters yes. if they didn't have this Thursday night game. So maybe that's the tax. So that's the trade-off that you have to concern yourself about. Sean Dyche, very good tactical manager with all week to prepare for this game. Is that worth an extra quarter of a goal? I don't know. Yeah. For me, I agree with you. It's the stats. It's wolves or pass for me. Um, but I think that's an interesting one for people to consider. Right, let's uh, wrap this up then. I like, well, there's a few I like actually this week. I like Chelsea away at Norwich. I, I think the stats are strong there. Um, I do like Crystal Palace away at Manchester United, my, uh, plus one and a quarter goals. I like Newcastle away at Spurs, plus one and a quarter goals. And I like Wolves to beat uh, Burnley. Um, I do sort of like, Bournemouth, I think Bournemouth plus two goals. Go on, I'll have five this week. That's I'm going in on those five. Crikey, going off the card, mate. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm not as keen this week as I was last week, so I'm just going to put two forward. I'm going to ride that Norwich goal wave. I'm going to keep looking at that until it lets me down because I, I think we're on to something there with them. They're not going to go back on the principles. And I will take a little bit of Brendan Rodgers straight up away at Sheffield United. I think Sheffield United may have chucked so much into last weekend's game. I think Leicester can pick them off this weekend, folks. Yeah, but before we end, uh, we've got a few minutes. I'd just like to say, like, like I said, there is a time and there's a point in time. I mean, my five selections are going off off this. I mean, Norwich, Chelsea, as I say, there's no real value in the odds. And I look for the, the value with the ratings. My ratings have been quite consistent. No real value in there, but but the stats do present Chelsea. But we've got to remember Norwich has started the season well. Again, 
United Palace. It, it, it's a difficult one, that. I, I'd say that the ratings are suggesting Palace. I, I'll, I'll stick with that. Um, again, Bournemouth, Manchester City, it's the, the stats are incredible. That, but, you know, but Man City, they're a great side. Spurs, Newcastle, as we've said, Newcastle without um, Rafa Benitez. And again, Wolves, Burnley, it, it's not factored in that they're playing on a Thursday night. The ratings aren't factored in, but the stats are solid. But we'll see. Yeah, and I mean, I think especially if you get a ball for like, you've got Newcastle plus one and three quarters, Bournemouth plus two, whenever you have a, a large line, I think it really does favour the underdog in a way because there's so many things that can happen that the, the bigger team can take the foot off the gas, they can make changes. You can have late consolations where the, the team ahead gets sloppy and you can sneak either a push or somehow covering a late win that you probably don't deserve. So, yeah, I mean, when I first started betting, it was always, well, that team's going to win the game. So I'm going to either back them or not bet. Whereas now I'm a bit like you, Pete. I look for the underdogs and I look for the things that can work in our favour, sort of psychological things like, yeah, we're winning, but we don't need to win too much. So, yeah, there are all those sort of, factors that you can't build into any mathematical equation that as punters we need to think about yeah yeah right uh how do they listeners contact you jimmy yeah if you just drop me an email info at uk betting pro uh, sorry uk betting pro at gmail.com i can send you all the information about uh, the weekly magazine or bi-weekly magazine which in a couple of weeks is going to explode with the nfl my second month taking off so yeah Love to hear from you all. Right, we shall speak to you next week. Have a good weekend, everybody. Best of luck, everyone.